Welcome to our weekly podcast, the Three Minute Therapy Podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Mick Berry, uh, full of passion. And he's also uh, my co-author. We wrote a great book called Stage Fright about public speaking anxiety. And these, um, these podcasts revolve around the subject of REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. Mick, would you like to introduce Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy? Yeah, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy began in the 1950s with Albert Ellis, who developed it because he found that psychoanalysis was ineffective. So he wanted to come up with his own method of treating patients. Originally, originally it was called rational therapy, then it became rational motive therapy, then it became rational motive behavioral therapy. And it is a therapy that centers or zeroes in on observing the thoughts and helping the client correct the, so the thoughts from being self-defeating to self-helping. Great, great, yes. And uh, just to add, Another thing to that, the self-defeating thoughts tend to be in terms of demands. Must, should, supposed to's, have to's. I must do well and get approval. You must treat me well and life must go well. And when you have those musts and those demands, that leads to emotional and behavioral disturbance. I would like to... Uh, Introduce myself, Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist. I have a website, 3minutetherapy.com. Three is spelled out. And I help people with REBT, with their anxiety, depression, anger, procrastination, addictions, and guilt. Today, we're going to be discussing nature versus nurture and REBT. And uh, this refers to a discussion in psychology about the influences on personality. Is it nature, which is largely our genetic predispositions? Is it nurture, which is our environment? Or is it a third thing, which Mick and I believe, it's how people think about these things that lead to their personality and emotional problems. I'll refer you to a great book on this. It's called The Nurture Assumption by Judith Rich Harris. And the reason it's called The Nurture Assumption is because most psychologists assume it's all in your upbringing. It's all in uh, how you were treated as a child, uh, those kinds of things. But Judith Rich Harris, on doing extensive research had a different view. And that is about 50% of adult personality is influenced by genes, 40% by out of home environment, your peers, your culture, and only 10% by your in home environment. Mick, did you wanna to add to that? Well, just that the, if you break it down in percentages, I mean, this would be a whole discussion, but yeah, 10% in the home, but then also it's a matter of how impactful that 10% can be, because if there's a very impassioned, a vigorous 10%, that can be more influential than the 40% outside of the home or the 50% that's in 
uh, ingrained in your biological makeup. Yeah, and I like the way you put it. That can be more of an influence, but it not necessarily is. Uh, there was a psychologist named Norman Garmersey, whose mother, who was raised by a schizophrenic mother, which would make it likely, not necessary, that he would have at least some schizophrenic features, but he didn't, and he uh, became a scientist, and uh, he found that um, because his mother was crazy, he taught himself to not believe what she said, but to question that. And uh, so he taught himself to be a questioner, look for the evidence, and that's how he became more of an empiricist and a scientist. Yes, just Mick. Um, the thing is, schizophrenia, I think, is very ingrained in biology, whereas other neuroses or hangups could be less ingrained in biology and more mental. But I think schizophrenia has a definite physiological component that is not transmitted by behavior. Yeah, that's right. There is research indicating that schizophrenia uh, does have a large genetic component, but there are also schizophrenic features where someone may not be a full-blown schizophrenic, but they may have some features. And uh, uh, so that's another thing to consider. Right, right. Now, the bottom line that Mick and I teach is that if you do have uh, emotional disturbance, you're not helpless, you have a choice. You could change your thinking because we know that it's our thinking, our musts and shoulds, our perspectives, our opinions that cause our emotions. And uh, you can change your thinking. And uh, we, I teach my clients how to do that uh, through certain REBT exercises, which you can read about in my book, Three Minute Therapy. And uh, many people dramatically change their life as I did when Albert Ellis was my therapist when I was 18. Yes, Mick? Yeah, well, personally, I think the idea of nature versus nurture, which we've heard forever, is a silly idea because you can't do anything about nature. What can you do something about? You can only do something about nurture, and even then you can only do something about how you're nurturing yourself. So I think it's a lot of waste of time to debate, is nature or nurture going on? What can you do? What you, what you can do is how you think about things and to think in a self-helping rather than self-defeating way. I personally would not like to waste my time. Well, what is my biological makeup? What are my, uh, what is my natural tendency here through nature? What can I do? It's all about what can I do? What can an individual do for mental health? And that is self-nurture. Yes, and uh, um, actually, there's nothing you can do about nature. There's nothing you, yet you can do about your genes, but you can do something about their influence. Well, that, that's fine. That's I just want to finish, Mick. Your, it's influence on your thinking, and it's often useful. I find it useful when uh, I show clients that their nature is a big influence it's useful in helping them unconditionally accept themselves. It's not that you're stupid or you're crazy. You have uh, an imperfect brain, so you act imperfectly. That's your nature. So you can unconditionally accept yourself 
as the imperfect human you are, whether you do well or poorly or not at all. Yes, Nick? I was going to say that's exactly what I was saying. You can't do anything about nature. You just accept that you've got limitations. But even whatever your biological makeup is, all human beings are fallible. We're all self-defeating. And you could say it's in my nature to be a human being. That's what we are. We're human beings. And because of that, we're fallible and innately self-defeating. So you work within that. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Uh, as we conclude, Mick, is there anything else you'd like to say about this? Uh, yeah, there is great hope and great progress and great success that can be made by learning how to think in a self-helping way. A lot of people I've known say, oh God, how depressing that I have tendencies towards being self-defeating and that all human beings are self-defeating. What a depressing thought. No, it's not. It's a very useful thought. Once you're aware of what the problem is, you can work to correct it, and it's very correctable. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of hard work and practice. Albert and Ellis, insight. Uh, Albert Ellis wrote a book called uh, Guide to Rational Living, and his last line in one of the early chapters was, practice, practice, practice. So that's an important aspect. And I just say practice effectively and insightfully to know what are your demands? Find them, get rid of them. Okay, great. Good last word. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, make comments below. Uh, ask questions below. Suggest subjects that you'd like us to discuss. Volunteer to be a guest, and we'll discuss REBT with you. And if you want to deal with an emotional problem will cure you because you have the two best rebt therapists on the planet here and uh also thank you chris Rossini for our technical engineer and donate to patreon uh to help support us and subscribe to the three minute therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life